Uh, hey kids, yeah, you are about to listen to a comedy podcast. That means that none of this is medical advice. If you need medical advice or medical care, please contact your doctor. Previously on the Jock Doc Podcast. It's kind of sad that this might be the last time I see him. You know. Um. Well, why? Why is that? Are you gonna, are you leaving? Well, I'm gonna be taking a leave of absence. Introducing your host, Dr. London Smith. Hello, and welcome to the Jock Doc Podcast, where we discuss fitness and health, and how to incorporate our modern understanding of science and medicine into our daily lives, but without it being so boring. I'm your host, DrLondonSmith.com. I would like to begin by apologizing to our listeners. We've received some feedback about the excessive amount of technical medical terms that I've been using, such as functional asplenia and latte, so I will try to temper my terminology to a simpler one in the future. Here to help with that is our producer Cameron. Hey Dr. London, aren't you gonna aren't you gonna say anything? Yeah, so so, so I, and I don't like I like for each of our episodes to be standalone. But on our last episode, Cameron told us about this journey he was about to go on because he realized he hadn't traveled recently or yep. this year. Well, and, last last episode, I had decided that I hadn't traveled this year at all, which you know was super weird, and I just hated it. And so I was thinking, this podcast is just holding me down. I mean, I'm not even traveling anymore for no other reason than this podcast. And so I quit the job, and I traveled around the world. And uh, my plan was, instead of traveling by, you know, uh, uh, like a a hot air balloon or a boat or a plane, I was going to be the first person to travel the entire world in a boxcar racer. And so, of course, I took it up to the peak of Mount Everest. I rode the boxcar racer down the mountain, uh, which gathered enough momentum to go around the world and uh, faster than any cops could stop me. So you, you actually and that's did what it. I did, Doctor London. I'm back. I do you know why you were not supposed to be able to travel like that? I feel like that is entirely irrelevant. I know that Americans are not allowed in a lot of places right now. No. Nope. Because of the the but, virus you could be spreading. Well, I think I think the reason it's so easy to spread is because it's on planes. And since mine is in a boxcar racer, I believe that means it's covid proof. Did you ever say like did you interact with people on your journey? Did you speak to them? Did you touch people at all? Ew. I, yes, I took lovers. Is that what you're asking? God. Anyway. Well, that's ugh. not what I was asking. Anyway. It does I, answer the question. I went on this amazing journey. I rode a boxcar racer down Mount Everest, and I didn't get hurt at all. And don't Google my name or anything. Just don't Google anything. And that is exactly what happened. You didn't get hurt emotionally? I, nothing happened. I just did exactly what I set out to do. Don't Google it and just don't look it up. Because I did I did exactly that. I went to Mount Everest, boxcar racer, don't look it up. Okay. 
That's our producer, Cameron. So also with us is Digital in the House. I, I went on this amazing journey. I rode a boxcar racer down Mount Everest, and I didn't get hurt at all. And don't Google my name or anything. Just don't Google anything, and that is exactly what happened. Don't Google it. Because I did. I did exactly that. I went to Mount Everest, boxcar racer. Don't look it up. Don't Google it, and just don't look it up. And later, Cameron tells me we can expect a, a special guest. All That's right. right, Dr. London. A guest so special that they won't Google uh, my name and any of the countries and Mount Everest. They're not going to look that up and see anything other than my boxcar racer adventure. Yes. Well, I'm going to go ahead and Google it, Cameron. Uh, you keep I, insisting that I don't, but... I, no, I mean, um, I don't but know I'm curious. why you would. I don't even think Google's on today. I think it's. I think they usually take Mondays off. It's like Italian restaurants. Cameron, do you associate yourself with the? Yeah. So, okay, Cameron producer Cameron. Okay, wow. So you yeah. did get to Mount Everest. Uh-huh. I go. Oh, no, I was there. Yeah. So that's one of the. So one of the headlines is. Camera man speaks to horse on Everest. Yep. yep, that all of that is yep, absolutely. Okay. And then this is where maybe the you know, the where the media who is just trying to drum up a story, you know, maybe their story differs a little from mine, I guess. Um okay, so it says you can't beat a dead horse, but you can carry it across the world. Wow. So is So did Okay, from reading it, it sounds like the the horse that you used to to take you to the top of Mount Everest to you know, to go down, get, get that incline and mm-hmm. travel the world, it died during the process somewhere and you you kept it with you. I guess maybe for the extra weight. I wrote it down. What I about got- the I got into the, well, I just, I don't know. I mean, it was kind of falling apart and it had gotten really wet because of like the snow and stuff, which was like really cold. Well, what about the dead horse? Surely that got cold after a while. No, I got, I got into the carcass of the dead horse and I rode it down like a sled. And that has gotten banned from most countries in the world. Yeah, well, I'm just on the practical side of how that worked for transport is what I'm wondering, because that's not... You know, before you were talking wheels, and it already sounded... It didn't sound feasible to travel by boxcar around the world because of just no no engine. No, the horse, the horse didn't make it around the world, London. It just made it down the mountain. Okay. And then I got banned from every other mountain that exists. I'm not allowed on mountains anymore. Oh, so you didn't make this journey. 
I, you made it to the bottom of a mountain via dead horse. Yeah. I mean, I made it to the top of Mount Everest. I feel like that's an accomplishment. Anyway, I'm back. All I'm trying to say is I'm back on the podcast. Rejoice, fans of the show. Even though I left, I have returned. Yeah. And so, yeah, we should leave it on that note that you climbed Mount Everest. That is a huge feat. Most people don't do it. Thank you. I sure haven't. Okay, but... A dead horse. Okay. Uh, But anyway, before we move on, I should address a bit of listener feedback. I found this message printed word by word on every article of clothing after doing my laundry at the local laundromat. The note reads, quote, I'm renting a room for one female. No animals, no boyfriends, no smoking, no drinking, no drugs, no movies in California. $900, no bathroom, no kitchen, no closet. End quote. Uh, so, so first of all, to this listener, thank you here for reaching out to us here at the Jock Talk Podcast. Uh, so to this listener, I'm, you may want to reconsider your place of residence if it has no bathroom, especially if it's costing you $900 you know, well, per month. I, you know, Dr. London, I, 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 you know, not to disagree with you here, um, but I actually recently spent some time in a certain place that didn't have a bathroom or a closet or all the things you typically think of um, when you're inside a place. Um, and you're, you know, you're referring to the, the dead horse. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was the horse carcass I was riding down the mountain, yeah. Yeah. But that, you know, that didn't have all of the, like, frilly, like, 2020 millennial technology, like, uh, oh, I need a Keurig with, oh, uh, do you have donut shops, sir? That's the only Keurig I can drink. Yeah, but it's, so you're comparing the inside Shut up. of the carcass of a horse to. That wasn't to you, that was to the, to the this... guy, yeah, the person demanding that they have a Keurig. Donut shop. Yeah, the hypothetical. Okay, so anyway, in my opinion, you don't really want to compare your place of residence in general to living inside of a horse carcass in terms of, you know, if you're paying rent. Uh, In in survival situations, these these kind of things may happen. But um, I also understand that finding a place to live on a budget can be terribly difficult. And so we do all have to work within our means. And so maybe nine hundred dollars for I'll rent the car I'll rent the carcass for seven fifty, utilities included. Does it have utilities? Included. So like electricity, plumbing? Uh I mean the utilities are included, so they would I mean I would imagine it would have to have all that. Otherwise I couldn't say that, right? Okay. All right. Well, anyway, to this listener, thank you for listening. Now for today's medical topic, sarcoidosis. Sarcoidosis is a chronic systemic granulomatous disease characterized by non-caseating granulomas. Uh, And this often involves multiple organ systems. So granulomas are an organized collection of macrophages and macrophages are, of course, a part of your body's immune system. So it's sort of, a granuloma is like a small ball of inflammation cornering whatever pathogen they are targeting. 
in sarcoidosis, lungs are almost always involved. Uh, sarcoidosis occurs most commonly in the African-American population, especially women. Um, and 75% of cases occur when the individual is under 40 years of age. So this is a relatively young patient, uh, often of African-American descent. Uh, clinically, and, you know, when I go to the doctor and I tell him about the small ball of, uh, like, I don't know, the small inflamed ball inside of me, he tells me that's a bad thing. Yeah, well, it's, I don't know if you have sarcoidosis, but yeah, it's, it's not, it's not a, I wouldn't call it a good thing. It's not, I didn't, I don't know what that is. It's from, you know, spraying like Axe deodorant down my throat and then lighting a match. And it kind of goes whoosh. But well, sometimes if I've eaten something, you know, like a you know, ball like, that would, that'll catch on fire too. And the doctor says, you know, just stop doing that. Yeah. What, what ball thing are you, when you, when I say jawbreaker hole. Okay. When I say inflammation, it's called jawbreaker. No, not if I swallow it whole. Yeah, I beat jawbreakers. So whenever I, I talk, won. talk about inflammation, that's like I guess an easy example is like a mosquito bite. How it's raised and red and warm. You know, so that's that's an example of what inflammation looks like. So I'm not talking about a literal fire so if you were spraying axe body spray on a jawbreaker lighting it on fire and throwing it down your throat yeah yeah that's that's different from what i'm referring to in this oh okay okay sorry sometimes with all the like jargon and stuff i can't keep track i thought okay yeah go ahead go ahead don't let me interrupt again okay so clinically patients can present with constitutional symptoms like uh, malaise fever anorexia and weight loss in the lungs, patients may have dry cough or shortness of breath, especially with exercise. Uh, in 25% of cases, patients may have rashes or plaques, but especially one type. I'm... Oh, no, you aren't. Yeah. Why did you swallow that now? Yeah, I... Why now? Okay. So I'm just... Cameron, I'm just going to In 25% of cases, patients may have rashes or plaques, but especially one type called erythema nodosum. Patients may also have eye problems like anterior posterior uveitis, which may result in some significant visual impairment. In 5% of cases, the heart may be affected, causing arrhythmias uh, and conduction disturbances, such as heart block and sudden death. In the musculoskeletal system, patients may have body and joint aches. If I get another jawbreaker, I can push this one down. I'm not going to let you swallow another jawbreaker hoping to push it down, because these are going to end up in your stomach Ah! at best. And at worst, and I think more likely, you'll just have two jawbreakers stuck in your throat. Do you see why that's not good? Yeah, so in the musculoskeletal system, patients may have body and joint aches and bone lesions. In the nervous system, um, 
Some cases include cranial nerve 7 involvement, leading to Bell's palsy or optic nerve dysfunction, papilledema, or peripheral neuropathy. Diagnosis is based on a combination of clinical, radiographic, and histological findings. On chest x-ray, the hallmark of sarcoidosis is bilateral hilar adenopathy, but that is not specific, only seen in you know about half of cases. Um, angiotensin converting enzyme, or ACE, is elevated in the serum in about 50 to 80% of patients. Um, patients can also have hypercalciuria and hypercalcemia. That means increased calcium in the, the blood and urine. Uh, definitive diagnosis requires... I can show, right? What? I can cause kidney stones, right? Yeah, yeah, it can cause kidney stones. That's increased calcium in the urine can do that. Um, but I think some of these other symptoms that I mentioned might be more noticeable. Uh, okay. so, so on biopsy, non-casing granulomas can be seen, but this once again must be coupled with clinical findings to make the diagnosis. Uh, pulmonary function tests are also used, and they'll show decreased lung volumes and decreased FEV1 over FVC ratio. Um, in terms of treatment, most cases of sarcoidosis fortunately resolve or significantly improve spontaneously in two years and do not require treatment. So Cameron, if you had sarcoidosis, fortunately, the likelihood is that it would at least improve within a couple of years. But it yeah, sounds uh, like this is just a jawbreaker. Yeah, it usually doesn't take a couple of years. In the other cases, systemic corticosteroids are the treatment of choice for very symptomatic ones. Um, methotrexate is also used in patients with progressive disease that is refractory to corticosteroids. Now, Cameron, I would say you should not be taking those medications that I just said. It's, I think you should just stop swallowing jawbreakers and especially do not light anything on fire before putting it in your mouth. Well, I got a, like, kind of cauterized. I I heard I heard something about copper eyes. Uh, oh, compromise, compromise. Okay. Yeah. Um. I don't I don't think this is something to compromise on, Cameron. Like, maybe just lick the jawbreaker. Have you tried that? Uh, then Alaric will be winning. I gotta just just hold it down here. Just with your finger. Just use your but, finger. No, 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 no. Just shut it out. No, 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 no. Okay. Ugh. And so I think is... now I should be good for all the like. Uh, I won't get like all the stuff you said, right? <clears throat> yeah. So, in the future, you know, with jawbreakers, they can't break your jaw if they never enter your jaw. Have you ever thought of that? Well, then where would they go? Well, if you lick them, you bypass the... You. Oh, what is with you today? Okay, I'm I'm sorry. Yeah, I, it might sound strange. First with the the, the people you met and Ugh, touched just go, on your just, journey. Just okay. stop. Just stop. Okay, okay. Yeah, we can, we can move on from there. All right, uh, Cameron, you said that we have a guest today, is that right? That is right, Dr. London, a guest I'm very, very excited about. 
All right. Uh, hello there. Hey, hi, hey! Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Hi, thank sure, you. Sure yeah, thing. thank you for. Uh, name, name's uh, Doctor Mark Boudreaux. I, I don't know how the radio thing works here, so I'm just gonna go for it. There it is, Doctor Mark Boudreaux. Ooh. I'm here. Mark, there I appreciate. Go. I mean, Doctor Boudreaux, as I should say. What uh, what what brings you to oh, the that... show? I'm here to talk about my uh, my new book. It's called Ha Ha Health: How Laughter Is the Cure. For everything and other observations. So. Okay. Other observations. So this is like sort of an observation-based study you conducted? Yeah. Well, the be- the beginning of, of the book is my personal development story. Uh, I was a uh, doctor of some uh, good acclaim. I, I did okay o- over here. I, I practice medicine in southeastern what, Michigan. What does that mean besides, I, but, I've been, like, to have some acclaim? Or do doctors receive, like, trophies and stuff? You, well, doctors, you know, where y- you go to a hospital and it's like, uh, oh, don't go to that guy. Ooh. But then they'll be like, go to the Okay, so it's more word of mouth. There's not, that like, a doctor award ceremony called, like, the Dockies or something that's, like, the ESPYs, which no, is the no, only no, award no, ceremony no. I, I know. I wish... Oh, I wish. Oh, you'd be oh, sweeping I, up there, huh? Give me a docky. Give me a docky. That's all I want. Give me a docky. Give me a docky. That's all I want. Well, some people who know about it might might be made aware of it and invited to the dockies, but... You're uh, saying you want to be invited to the dockies too, Dr. London? Well, I'm... I'm May not have gotten an award, but no, a few of us have been to the dockies, and it's no, it's it's a big deal. But uh, no, no, I want I want to hear more about uh, Doctor Mark Boudreaux's. Um, well, yeah, I want to hear more about this book. His yeah. acclaim. Well, oh, his acclaim. Well, so the beginning of the book, the observations are my observations as a doctor before my accident. Uh, you see, I I I have had a. Um, pretty severe brain trauma happened to me uh, that took me off, off of the front lines um, and put me behind the scenes in uh, testing. Oh, so I'm sorry um, to hear that. I have what is referred... Yeah, that's okay. It's okay. I have what is uh, referred to as pseudobulbar effect, uh, which is uh, also called PBA. You know, you may have heard it in, a, in the text. It's pretty rare, but um, it is... Un- uh, I cannot control uh, fits of laughter or crying, so you can just imagine that I did not want to be at the bedside giving bad news and then uh, cracking up. That would, uh, yeah, that whew, could that not do quite that. Work. So. Yeah, I mean, especially if they came no, in uh, with something, I mean, funny. Right. I mean, exactly. You're, you're telling me I'm a done. guy comes in there and he's got like he slipped on a banana peel and he came in because he he smashed his face into a pie. <laughs> you're telling me you're not going to laugh at that? Are you kidding me? Oh my. God. I mean, just to the, just the thoughts. Oh my God. Uh, so you can imagine I can't be at the bedside thinking about pies because it's all over for me. And then, uh, so it put, it took me uh, to research, and that's uh, that. Those are the observations: is uh, how one man, one doctor, could take a look at himself and be so self-aware that he knew that he had to figure out is laughter the best wow. medicine and how could you scientifically prove this and i think this book uh really 
emphatically answers the question. Okay. So, uh, I, I guess what, what, what have been your findings? What have you seen as the answer to that question? It's a, it's a, it's a mixed bag. Okay. Oh boy. I guess. I'm sorry. <laughs> is it, is it okay if we laugh with you or is that, Please, Does that help it, you? it makes me okay. feel more comfortable. Okay, but we'll... it's, it's a it's a bit of a mixed so bag. So you you published um, the book when the when the findings were just a mixed bag. You were like, this book is ready, yeah. not like let's do more research. No, no, we went, I had a I had a very aggressive t- time to finish oh, wow. this book. Um. Yeah, I, I, it's published through Amazon, and they are yeah mean. huge st- if you sticklers about deadlines when you're publishing. Yeah, they want that book. Well, um, if you order it so, on Prime, then it has to be there by Monday. Right, it has to be there by Monday. So that is, you know, I pulled all the punches. Oh, know, wait, no punches okay. pulled. Actually, can I, no can, punches. Can I take a step back here. Pulled. So, if if we're including Prime shipping of this, are you saying that you listed the book before you had written it? And then basically gave yourself two days to write it so it can ship in time. Correct. That's I mean that's genius. Well, you know, I, I did not want to write a book that nobody wanted, so I wrote when I put it on there. I was surprised at how many people pre-ordered it, so I I had to get writing wow. like right away. I'll, so. I'll, I'll, you know, I, I would like to hear about these findings. I mean, Doctor London, are you interested in this? Is this something? Or are you too skeptical? You and your, your uh, oh, I only care about the pills and the the shots and the medicine and the five G or whatever. Yes, no, the um, you know, laughter, positive outlook, all these things can be uplifting. That's why, you know, on rare occasion, we even sometimes have a little bit of levity on this podcast. Sometimes all. You know, I'll, I'll make a small joke and uh... when, name it, <laughs> name a time. Yeah, I'm trying to think of just one a now. single, a single time you haven't had a stick so far up one way that it's coming out another way. Tell me. Yeah, no, I'm trying to. Uh, well, now that I'm on the spot, I'm trying to think. Like knock knock. Did I tell a knock knock joke? Did I? I mean, you, you, for my sake, you don't have to do. You don't have to hash this out here. I, I no. I mean, doctors are we're we're funny people. Period. We're just we're a hoot. We're a holler. Ah. You know, you have to well, be to be uh, as as crazy as we are. We're just. You nuts. sound like a hoot for sure. I'm loving your whole thing right now. And you're bringing a good vibe, and I like how you're laughing at everything, which makes me feel good, which then also makes me feel hotter, which is nice. But Dr. London over here, he does, he, he does not have a funny bone in his body. I don't know if he has bones in his body, because that's the only way he looks... That's the only way that would explain why he looks the way he looks, is if he was just sort of a sack of organs. Yeah. I. That's... I mean... My nickname in middle school was Organ Sack, but I'm sorry. What were were you saying, Doctor? So I, I mean, I, I don't know if not having skeletal systems inside of your body is good. It seems like that would be bad, but that would be a test that you could read about in my book, 
where um I, oh that's uh, in there luckily i i re- i wrote it in two days but it's from a lifetime yeah. of research so the the yeah. the being without a skeleton part that is in the book i yes i i do a big part of on encephalopods mm-hmm. um and i i just want to see can i make an o- octopus uh laugh by playing him lenny bruce i would and then ho- hopefully making making him uh, i'd love move. to hear an excerpt from this book i mean dr london are you interested in this yeah, yeah. If you could just read a little bit, a passage for us. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll read. Uh, this is, you know, I'll, I'll I'll leave. I think I've already blown the encephalopod thing, but I have another uh, chapter called uh, "Will the Leg Grow?" Um, so here we go. Um, here we go. Um, um, Time Marsden didn't have a leg. Ah, oh, what a bummer. Oh, but. Luckily, he came into my lab with a dream and a case of the giggles. The the experiment was set up thusly. He would sit in the chair. I would play him the great Muppet caper. And we would see what happens. He found the movie enjoyable, but did not laugh once. I knew that I had to pull out the trump card. Meaning... Old school. Whoa. Well, once he got to You're My Boy Blue, the giggles were just flowing. But you know what wasn't flowing? New leg. Laughter does not cure loss of limb. Wow. So, the, this book is filled filled with anecdotes. That's like a that. huge finding. I mean... My God, I feel like the medical community would be reeling with this information. Okay, so... You're so, telling me that no, not a single scene in old school made this guy's leg grow back? Not a one. And he, he was really laughing. And with every laugh, I would be like, think about your leg. Think about your leg, please. <laughs> And then, like, that would bring him back down. So then I would, like, have to remind, rewind the part with You're My Boy Blue. And that would make him laugh again. And I'd be like, the leg, think, the leg. Wow. Yeah. And that just, so, nothing. Th- I mean, this is an amazing scientific finding, Doctor. This is incredible. I can't, I can't yeah. help but think. So you're, whenever a patient falls ill, you chose, rather than to, to treat them, you chose to just give them something funny to watch, something that you think is funny to watch. Is that right? I guess you could say that. Yeah, that's... Well, well let me rewind. Let me rewind. Let me, because, again, I am not at the bedside. This is not at the bedside. I am a research scientist, okay. now a doctor research science so they're coming to me this is not me going hey i've got the cure for you it's hey looking for people that want to cure stuff and you make you give you some give you some good it really yeah it sounds more like it's like hey do you want to watch old school with me yes i mean it's a great movie yeah there's no denying it's a great movie. i'm not there's no judgment in that at all but that's essentially what you're asking people is like hey do you want to watch old school later right 
Well, and and but the underlying scientific thing that we were trying to right. see is could the laughter cure major ailments? And for the most part, it is hit and miss. It oh, is wow. Very I would miss. love to hear. I mean, very, is there a is there a hit example that you have well, where it's just? I'm like, sorry. Wait, wait. I wait. want to clarify something first. Ugh. So, I'm for a given clinical study, you're trying to you know focus in on like say you have this treatment laughter, and you're trying to find out does this specific treatment cure, and then you would try it against a placebo, uh, or a control. And so in this case. Did you have patients who were, you know, were these patients treated medically at the same time or were they only given laughter? You see, if I didn't have a brain injury, I would have thought of that. I guarantee that that now I remember control group. the, The injury did not just cause this uncontrollable laughing and crying. It's. It, it just kind of made you stupid, right? <laughs> Whoa! Hey! I still have feelings. Oh, yeah, no, no, okay. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what's oh, there or not. Oh, boy. No, there's, there's enough. There's enough. I they, give, they can't take away a doctorate if you're not practicing real medicine. Except, so. except it sounds a little bit like you still are... Trying to replace medicine in a sense. I am a clinical technician trying to solve problems through watching old Yeah, which school. is admirable. I mean, I he's doing more for the world than you are, Dr. London. He's actually pushing new research to the it, forefront. We 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 have figured out that it does it does not cure uh, major major uh, uh, renal failure. Hundred percent ineffective against renal failure uh um it is terrible i want to i really want to ask like the the control group i guess the situation with renal failure was it old school again or did you play something else for him well (laughs) i always save old school for second you know i'll i'll start with something something lighter yeah like lenny bruce something like lenny bruce yeah loosen him up with some lenny bruce you know, and, and then I might play the, the Muppets, and then uh, you know when I can, if I see that that's not really what they're looking for, boom, right, right, right to old, old school. school. Any Muppet movie, or is that is it specific? Always Muppet Caper, the funniest okay. of them all. So, okay, well, so I actually, I was one of those people who ordered this book, you know, right off the bat. It sounded very, it sounded fascinating to me. Um, would you mind if I read? a little excerpt from it from a chapter that I found to be you know fairly interesting. Yeah, oh oh please. Uh, yeah, I mean anything that gets people interested. Yeah, so this comes from the chapter entitled Good Samaritan Law. All right. So as we know, by Good Samaritan Law, you can be the first person on site at an accident and intervene medically and not be held legally responsible. So, with that in mind, I began my experiment. Patient was bleeding out. I brought my portable DVD player. Keep going. I set it up. This is the best. This is the best. I made sure the headphones were properly in place. 
Okay, that's important. And this guy is crying. The man shouts for his wife. I shush him. <laughs> Give him a good shh. shh. You can't, I'm like, you're gonna love And this. I point to the screen on my portable DVD player. <laughs> yep, <laughs> just check this out. And he continues to bleed. And I take notes. And eventually, the ambulance arrives there. I pack up my portable DVD player, and I run. Correct. Okay, so so that's that's the end of just that well, passage. And actually, I mean, Dr. Lennon, if you look, on the other side of that page are the notes he was taking down, and they're notes about the movie. Right. Yeah. I mean, Absolutely. you've clearly seen both. I mean, I mean, this Lenny Bruce DVD, oh. The Muppet Caper, and Old School probably hundreds of times at this point. But you gotta, I am a fan I of comedy. I, I, get, love I love it. I love this attitude. Bring it to such a stuffy and let environment. Let me tell you, uh, but I, I cut you off, uh, Dr. London, before you could read the, you know, the final part where, you know, and, and we conclusively prove that uh, laughter does not cure hemorrhage. Yeah, yeah, that was... So that was the main. That was a successful. That was a successful application of the scientific. Isn't method this the here. scientific so, method? Gonna... This is incredible. Yeah, I, I well, Doctor Lennon, actually, real quick, I do have a question. Um, you know, you clearly are a huge fan of old school. Who was it's the it. best? Who was directed by Todd Phillips? Who also directed a movie recently, last year, Joker, that is about the same sort of. Inf- disease that you have does that is that is that movie did that movie speak to you in any kind of way i'm not a real drama fan that would make sense i don't even know why i asked so i i have to i have to be honest i have to tell you i've i haven't seen it but oh boy it sounds like a good one i mean uh i mean if todd phillips made uh made that i mean he made those hangover movies which i mean eventually when my dvd breaks I will have to buy another movie. I'm sure old school sold out everywhere. I won't be able to find another uh, version of it, so I'll just have to go move on to Hangover. Probably, probably we'll just two. You're not going to be able to find one anywhere. Yeah, I mean it's it's so OOP. Uh, uh, so I had another. Just and this is a minor question. So in that passage, you talked about the portable DVD player. Have you? Do you know about? phones and how you can stream you know movies and shows on your phone i had a head injury okay Okay, dr london what are you doing so i can't hold devices with um signals close to my head or in my pocket um because it really it's bad for me i don't know that's what my doctor says and he won a docky. Dr. So. Boudreaux, you have Better Call Saul's brother disease? Yes. You know Better Call Saul's brother? He, like, couldn't touch cell phones or whatever? You have that disease? Cameron, that's a drama. Oh, oh, uh, uh. You ever watch Mr. Show? I, 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 I have not <laughs> seen it. I know Mr. Show. <laughs> so that. his buddy, who, uh... Mr. Show's buddy. Mr. Show's buddy? Yeah, I guess. Um, yeah, he can't he can't touch the cell phones. That's all. That's all. I, I didn't mean to stop everything in its tracks like this. 
Okay. Because, and I guess, so it's a Polaroid that you were using to take all the pictures. Because there are a lot of selfies of you with patients on the side of the road. Like, all throughout this book. It's very heavily illustrated with just patients covered in blood. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. So that was, I, I guess... That does answer my question. So it was with Polaroid camera, the the old fashioned. Yes, yes, yeah. I, and I mean, I knew when the typesetter got those pictures, they were going to be like, "Whoo!" But you know, we did what we did, and I'm glad we did it. And the book is uh, a triumph. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like you've really brought something new to the medical community, which is a, a you know famously close minded community. You know, if they don't read it from a Harvard well, experiment, then they're not going to believe it. But here, here goes to show that and, uh, you know, I mean, we, I am just here to break to break down walls and you know, break down uh, the brick around your heart, and maybe let a little bit of laughter in. But once again, I do need to let you know that it will uh, laughter does not um, cure heart attack. So uh, don't don't treat it for that. It's good for I found it. You know, we've been talking about the negative uh-huh. here. Um, you know, there's a laundry list of things it's not good for. Cancer treatment is terrible. Um, it's not really good for any body or foot odor. Um, but it's good for retraction. Retraction? Attraction, oh, my attraction. friend. The fairer sex, if you know what I'm talking about. Okay. Uh, I guess you'd have to be more specific. Yeah. Do- you pop an old school. Like an elf? The giggles start. Next thing you know, it's Make Out City. Was this and I, this was an experiment? I've never been there. Yeah, this is. I'm not can sure you, I'm aware. Wait, wait, yeah, wait. We, is there a chapter on the book of the book about this? Yes, Make Out. I would City. love yeah. to hear part of this chapter. Sure, here we go. Just open it up. Make Out City. Tommy and Donna were love on the rocks until they came and saw me. I told them that the experiment would be easy. Sit in this love seat, wink, wink, and I will put in one of my patented comedy DVDs. They began with Lenny Bruce. Neither seemed interested or amused. They started talking to each other. I could tell the magic was already starting. Up next, the great Muppet Caper. How long do we have to be here, said Donna. You leave when I say so, said me. Up next, old school. The coup de gras. Ten minutes into the movie, they start kissing. Wow. Because they seem to be so bored of the laughter, they had to take a break. Well, this is the the third movie in a row that you had them watch? <laughs> yes, this was this was five hours into... Uh, the experiment. It sounds like almost every single chapter of this book is describing a different way to show these exact three movies. Like it, there's maybe one sentence about the other subject, which I wrote might be this like, book "In two days, I have a brain injury. Give I, me a break." No, I totally understand that, but it's even you know you're talking about hemorrhaging. You have a chapter on hemorrhaging, but ninety nine percent of it is just describing like putting the DVD in and watching it. Yeah, and then maybe like a sentence. It's like it doesn't work with hemorrhaging, but it, yeah, yeah, that's 
<laughs> and that's book. every single that's every single chapter. Yeah, give or take. Well, I mean this this sounds like a must buy. I think go and get it, please. I am starving. I mean, yeah, Doctor London, do you, can we put our official Jock Doc podcast stamp of approval on this book? Yes, I. We've actually never given this out because no book has ever been worthy. Well, one thing I do like is the honesty. Well, yeah, okay, sorry, you put it on the Quran, which I thought was weird, but I don't even want to get into that. We, we, I'm not even touching. Yeah, that. we try to stay, you know, apolitical, no religion stuff. We just try to, you know, focus on the medicine here, but. uh and yeah. yeah, I couldn't tell if it was disrespectful or respectful to slap a giant sticker of Jock Doc Podcast approved on top of the Quran. I don't know, and I don't want to know. Let's not touch it. Right, yeah, let's let's not. Okay, so um, for this one, the, the, the pros, let's go over the pros to, you know, why I would like this book. It's honest. Sometimes, like, even the Make Out City chapter was very specific in details of where... Because this was on location. He went to a place called Makeout City. And there's a whole section on describing that. And uh, the other thing that I think might actually be compromising and working against it is he puts a lot of personal information about each patient in the chapters. Yeah, I did want to ask about that. Did putting down where they're going to be, like a GP, a sort of, it looks, I mean, it's just on the paper. There's like GPS coordinates that are constantly changing. I assume you attach something to them. Was that, what what purpose does that serve, Dr. Boudreaux? I, well, number one, I needed to prove that it all happened um, not exactly in the United States. Oh, okay. But, so but close. you're saying the laws were more loose? Right. Right. We need to make sure that everybody knew that this was in a space that uh, one could call free. Okay. Okay. It's still... So to me... Um, I guess I should clarify. Uh, yeah, but so, so uh, like, okay, uh, let me let me rephrase. Let me rephrase. I th- I, th- I think I've uh, complicated the uh, the uh, the air. What I do is, um, any time that I'm a good Samaritan, I know I'm free and clear because I believe laughter is the best medicine. So I, I give them the only medicine I have, which is the gift of uh, laughter. I may never call nine one one, but I don't think that's on me. I mean, other people can see what's happening. So, you know, even though I am always wearing scrubs um, and um, my lab coat, they, uh, you know, people sometimes will go like, oh, he's got it under control. And then I'm like, oh, pay dirt. I'm going to get to uh, old school with this one. Uh, and most of those people who've injured themselves, they do not make it to old school. Uh, which is the great tragedy of this book. Yeah, and it also sounds like the spectators who are who are thinking he's got it under control, none of them question why after maybe four hours of watching DVDs, <laughs> yes. no one you questions, think, right? yeah, what's but going no, on. Nobody, they, you know, you ever, uh, okay, I've seen a drama. You ever see Catch Me when, If You Can? Uh, yeah. Me? Is that a drama? Seen, I mean, it's a goof. Yeah, yeah, but it's, it's fun. 
but it's dramatic. It's a it's a dramatic well, romp, I would say. Christopher Walken says, you know, catch him watching the pinstripes, and that's what uh, Scrubs in a lab coat does. And, you know, they see that and they get caught up in it. And they're like, oh, he knows what he's doing, and then I have to, you know, tell him I'm, uh, you know. Well, yeah. Did you did you try telling? Any of your patients that weren't laughing, did you try telling them uh, the Christopher Walken story about the mice in uh, a bucket of cream joke? Because that is funny. That's that's so funny. Good. I mean, that little mouse works so hard. Yeah. I mean, oh my gosh! In cream. Anyway, okay. so just um, there's so. Uh, I guess I should just explain since I did read the book. Uh, there is a section where uh, Dr. Boudreaux, he did describe his approach. So whenever he goes up to a given scene, because he, he instructs the readers how to do it for themselves, how they can carry out these experiments. Um, you, you. Yeah, it's, uh, it's under the, uh, it's the title, uh, You Laugh, They Laugh, Everybody Laughs. Yeah. And so you do according to you at least you arrive on scene and you if you see someone trying to call 911 you do yell at them and forcibly stop them if possible right well i mean i start with the hey hey what are you doing we're watching old school over here yeah okay. well, probably then, the cell signals are are messing with you so you, oh, you gotta shut any, that oh, down the headaches yeah the headache oh boy it, it's you know it's not fun yeah, okay. Cause, we're okay. So with that, because I was thinking like maybe your mindset was you don't want to compromise the study. But for you, it's just the the pain of it. Oh, yep. Okay. I, that's better, I guess. Um, so I, I don't know that we can really put our stamp of approval on this because... Did you ever see Spinal Tap? Mi- to eleven, Mister Mister Shows, Better Call Saul, brother was in Spinal Tap, and I think that brings there. everything together. There it is. Okay. Well, speaking of you know, bring it all together. It seems like this is. Oh, you know what? Uh, uh, don't forget. Yep, yeah, I knew you were about to forget. We got to get to the chore wheel. The chore wheel. Oh boy! It, if you are just now joining us i mean the last few weeks we have had to finally take care of all of these chores that have been piling up and piling up and piling up and so we created this chore wheel that we're spinning every week just to knock off one duty one thing we have to do we have no choice in the matter but we're just trying to check things off a list at this point so let's let's dj dylan can you go ahead and fire up the uh the chore wheel yes all right it's says movie reviews oh Oh, gosh okay we do have to do this all right i mean this is this is one that's not too much of a chore honestly i'm excited to do this because i've been wanting to get some of this stuff off my chest um we the all of us here today i i don't even have to ask i assume that we've all seen the movie that every single person in the world is talking about yeah splanter's choice splanter's choice and every single person is screaming about how genius this movie is and how how the cinematography is so magical and so fluid 
and how Bronte Chaucer's was the greatest actor in the world, and was. he should win. Well, sorry, sorry, sorry. Go on. And that uh, that everything about it is genius. And you know what? Frankly, I have to agree. <laughs> Sponsor's Choice, it's an incredible film. I mean, yes. everything about it mesmerized me. I mean, the part where the mountain actually was a hole and everyone was just looking at it upside down. And then once they realized it, it caused them to fall. And then Splanter said, huh? That part cracked me up, but then also made me think. I thought about that for days. <sighs> yeah, no, no, was, that's a good take. That's a good take, Cameron. Um, and that's well thought out. But I guess if you're looking at movies with a critical eye, which is kind of just how I view oh, everything. Oh boy, here we go again. Yeah, so Splinter's Choice. Maybe not the movie for everyone, is, is what I thought. So Splinter... Yeah, it's not for pretentious doctors, is that what you're about to say? I, look, I don't mean to, to have these opinions, it's just when I watched it, I thought what I thought. So the main character, Splinter, uh, first of all, not this actor's best work. Uh, oh yeah, then what is? T- then tell me what is. What has he done better? Uh, what has Bronchuk Chonkerson's done better? Transtonia. You remember Transtonia? Okay. okay, that's fair. Yeah. That was from a different time before we had 4D screenings, but sure. Yeah, yeah. that's fine. I'll agree that that movie definitely... Transtonia. Put, I mean, I have to respect... I have to respect it for at least putting, I mean, floppy flopters on the map. Yeah. So, so anyway, so in Splinter's Choice, the issue that I had with... There came a point in the movie, and I don't want to spoil anything, but Splinter did have to make that choice. And, and it was tough. Yeah, Man, but... it was tough. The fact that a full ten minutes of the movie full 10 minutes was just him reading a book on the subject to make sure he made the right choice and just it was multiple camera angles of just that's switching called char- that's called character development are you kidding me how are you going to establish that he's making the choice that's actually informed if you don't spend time establishing that i mean <laughs> most movies will do a, a montage but there was also no music there was nothing it was just Splinter reading book. And I'm sorry, yeah, you know it, what? It's, instead of a soundtrack, it was just the sounds of a baby crying, which I thought was genius. How subversive and, and crazy is that? Yeah, which no mention of children in the movie besides that sound. Like, there's no reference. It's implied that they're off screen, Dr. London. Okay, so, sorry. Uh, Dr. Boudreau. Um, well, this is this is this is Dino go to brunch all over again, and you just you hated Dino go to brunch because yeah. you said there wasn't enough brunch, and you said it was too late in the day for brunch. That's right, which is insane. You know that brunch can go to four p.m. Lots of restaurants offer it till four p.m. Not in the country that it was. Oh my god! I'll maintain that. Not all in right, that country. Do- I, I can't listen to this. Doctor Boudreaux, can I please hear hear your thoughts on this film? Um. Well, the movie. I I wish you would have known how much I I don't enjoy dramas uh, before you asked me to watch this movie. I mean, sure, sure, uh, there was that moment with Splanter and, uh, you know, the pie, and that was great. Uh, But Bronte Chaucer's is absolutely uh, no Will Ferrell. Nope. I mean, uh, the whole... 
the whole movie I'm waiting for Frank to the tank to show up and instead um the mountain's a hole and uh you know we're reading for 10 minutes and it you know for t- for 10 minutes without a laugh that is uh you know the um what is that the laugh to cry um ratio yeah Whew, it wasn't good it wasn't good but i will say it was beautiful that cinematography was breathtaking. And, uh, you know, I mean, if we go to Joseph Campbell, we take a look at the hero with the thousand faces. You got it with Splanter. His choice it was an epic choice. And major ramifications. The mountains, a whole. That was a twist I didn't expect to see. And um, the pie. I t- you tell me you laughed at the pie, right? I laughed at the pie. We all laughed. I mean, I mean I'm on. a human. Who laughs? And Lenny sometimes Bruce who? Un- don't, Check out don't, the pie in Splinter's Choice. Don't besmirch the name of America's greatest comedian. Um, I'm, I'm really sorry about that. That's okay. Um, but, I mean, I was happy that I branched out and saw something that wasn't the three movies that I've watched pretty much every day for the last uh, five years. So that was nice. So thank you, gentlemen, for uh, you know teaching this old dog a new trick. Okay, all right, there wow. it is. Yeah, the trick being to to watch a watch movie something outside of different. Your yeah, yeah, usual genre. Yeah, my my genre of comedy, <laughs> great comedy films, the Lenny Bruce. Yeah, the Lenny Bruce stand-up special. <laughs> Lenny yeah. Bruce stand-up. Here's my here's here it is. This is the trinity of comedy to me. The Lenny Bruce stand-up special, Muppets Take Manhattan, old school. And old school. Okay. Wow. So that's that's done then. We we finished that chore for, for this week at least. Yeah, the chore, we can check that off the list. DJ Dylan, if you could fire up the checking that off the list machine real yeah. quick. Yeah, well, it's more of a canon, but yeah. Yeah, it's more of a canon and it's, I mean, it's a... It's a crime to own this thing, right? Yeah, I I do question the legality of at least uh, we don't have to think storing about it. It's whatever. It here. Yeah, it might be one of those things where you know ownership isn't the problem so much as possession, whatever. Anyway, um, yeah. So I feel like we're you know we can kind of wrap it up now, right? We we did our chore. We learned about the book. Ha ha health. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, Dr. Boudreaux, I mean, is there anything that you want to, I mean, besides this wonderful book that we're going to slap the Jock Doc uh, podcast seal of uh, approval on? It's not really was ethical. It, well, it, we're going to do it anyway. Was there anything that you wanted to promote? Uh, well, my nephew has a podcast network called Gabber Media, G-A-B-B-E-R-M-E-D-I-A. Um, does a bunch of podcasts there. One of them. You know, they answer the question of uh, what if we listen to Limp Biscuit today? It's called Roach Coach, Coach with Whoa. a K, and uh, I I don't know what the hell's going on it, but it, they seem to enjoy it. Okay. Wow. So it's like a new metal type of podcast. Yep. Every week they listen to a different new metal album, and uh, they uh, they uh, see if it belongs in the new metal canon. Whoa. Have you have? Do you know if they've gotten to POD yet? 
yes, they have done. Uh, they have done the first POD record. They've Southtown, and yeah. uh, they they have done uh, the Satellite. Wow, that sounds amazing. I definitely have to listen to that. It's uh, it is very comprehensive. Okay, I never believed that that much new metal exists. That sounds sustainable, then at least. <laughs> For two hundred plus episodes. Oh wow! All right, is there any way for um, listeners to follow you, or I guess your nephew? Oh well, you can always find my nephew uh, on Gabber Media. His name is Matt Noss. He's wonderful at Matt Noss on Twitter. He's there. M a t t n a a s. What a delight that guy is. Okay. Yeah, I, your nephew sounds nice. Okay. I love him. And that's that's great to hear. Uh, all right. Well, I guess we'll Are go you ahead. Weirded and... out by my nephew, love? No, no. It's and honestly, you know, especially after a brain injury, I think having more family, being supportive, is is great. It does look like you're gonna cry, but I can't tell if that's part it's of part the condition. Of it. It's part of it. You're not just crying, just thinking about your nephew. I don't know anymore. Okay. All right. Well, um, thank you to Dr. Mark Boudreau here for coming on the podcast, talking about his book with us, Haha ha Health, which seems like it's filled with a lot of unethical practices that might have been lawful, might be legal wherever he they took place, but not certainly not ethical. I would I would say. Uh, thank you to Cameron. Um, thank you to Digital in the House. Well, once he got to You're My Boy Blue, the giggles were just flowing. The giggles were just flowing. You're my boy blue. You're, you're, you're my boy blue. The giggles boy blue. The giggles. You're my boy blue. You know what wasn't blue? My boy. My name is Dr. London Smith.com, and this has been the Jock Doc Podcast. See ya. A wet drop of something falls on your cheek. Irritated, you swipe the drop up with your finger and you throw it back up at the sky. Sorry if this offends any snowflakes, but when the sky literally spits in your face, we've got a real problem here. As you prepare a loogie for return fire, another drop smacks under your forehead. Your jaws clench and stretch as you gather up all the saliva and gunk from the four corners of your mouth. As you prepare to launch this projectile, You ponder for a moment at this act of violence. But no, you did not start this war. And your resolve strengthens. The countdown begins. Then a cutie walks by. You painfully swallow your loaded ammunition to smile and wave before they make a disgusted ugh sound. Lucky day, Sky. Lucky day. 
Speaking of flirtations being wrecked by Mother Nature, don't forget to leave a five-star review of the Jock Doc podcast in which you describe how you were deeply personally insulted by the weather. And consider supporting us by becoming a patron on the Jock Doc podcast Patreon. And while you're at it, go ahead and share the Jock Doc podcast with a friend or foe. You can send them a link to your favorite episode or just send them our handy website, jockdogpodcast.com. And don't forget to take a peek at our posts on social media. We are at Jock Dog Podcast. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.